For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Brian Inquist, a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology at the University of Arizona, and the speaker Tuesday in the UA College of Sciences public lecture series. Welcome, Brian. It's good to be here. Thank you. The series is titled Catalysts of Change, and you'll be talking about our rapidly changing biosphere. Do we even know how fast the biosphere is changing? Well, that's a great question, and that's one aspect of the talk that I'm going to focus on. We know a lot about how our atmosphere is changing, but our Earth system also comprises the biosphere, and the biosphere is the skin of all the living material that's on the Earth. And the biosphere is actually tremendously important because the biosphere influences our well-being, it influences our agriculture, our economy, but it also influences our atmosphere and other Earth systems. So what I'm going to focus on is how our biosphere is changing and the rapid pace at which it's changing. What's the best way to define a biosphere or biodiversity? So biodiversity is a name that we use to characterize the nature of life. And we can describe biodiversity in terms of the number of species, but also in terms of the way those different species kind of work or function. That is the different roles then that they play uh, in their local ecology, but also in, within ecosystems. Is there a specific place that you've studied that you can see changing? It's pretty rare nowadays to be able to find any place that hasn't been changing within our lifetime. So in the tropical forests that we study, we're now documenting accelerating rates of change in not only the species composition, but the functioning then of these forests. And the acceleration at which these changes are taking place has been quite dramatic. Is there a way to preserve biodiversity or are we on a course that can't be turned back? Well, unfortunately we are on a course that's increasingly harder to turn back. But what I'm gonna focus on in my talk is that we actually have several clear choices about the future that we want to live in. And it's not just a far off future. This is the future that both you and I will increasingly experience, but also our children and their children, the future, the future potential futures that they're going to experience. And so what I'm going to emphasize is that through our choices in terms of our technology, but also what we choose to preserve and conserve, we can actually have a dramatic influence in terms of what the biosphere will look like and how the biosphere will actually function, not only within our lifetimes, but within our children and their children's lifetimes. What are some of the biggest factors in influencing biodiversity? There are several, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to boil this down to what I see as kind of the main kind of drivers in terms of our changing biosphere and some relatively simple choices that we can make in terms of influencing how bi uh, the biosphere is changing. So one aspect that I'm going to emphasize is something that we call the megabiota, and that's a fancy term for referring to the largest animals, but also the largest trees and plants. And unfortunately, with you know, the rise of humanity in our society, we take a disproportionate toll on the largest animals and the largest plants. And the largest animals and plants turn out to have the biggest influence on not only the functioning of ecosystems, but also on the functioning of the biosphere. I think people are aware of some of the problems that some of the large animal species are having, but probably don't think as much about plants. Is it the biggest tree in the forest that you're trying to 
uh, conserve? Pretty much, you know, the, the, the largest individual plants uh, anywhere on the landscape. So kind of you have to get into a little bit of the physiology in terms of how plants work, but it's pretty hard to maintain a very large tree in a given ecosystem because they're very prone to changes in the environment. That is, um, they're kind of near these physiological limits when they get that big. And if you start changing the climate a little bit or you change the local environment in some sort of way, they tend to be disproportionately sensitive uh, to changes. And unfortunately, with all of our changes that we're doing to the planet, they tend to disproportionately be impacted. Thank you for coming in, Ryan. Thank you. It's a pleasure. The lecture series continues Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at Centennial Hall on the university campus and will be streamed live by AZPM On Demand. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.